Hello guys, welcome to today's episode of the podcast, hope you enjoy the conversation. So you want to get better at anything, you need a coach. A coach will objectively help you look for things that you need to improve on. Today I actually even partnered up with Vaughn and Bourne advice, coaching, and leadership training to help my listeners improve all facets of their life, which goes from things like leadership skills, to handling business, to working in teams. Now, I've personally worked with Gordon Newell before. He's the coach that runs the business, and he has a wealth of knowledge. Very credible individual, former military, ICF leadership training coach, and he knows what he's doing. So I've partnered up with them to help my listeners experience the same thing that I've been doing for quite a while. So all you got to do is enter the code word EARNIT, that's E-A-R-N-I-T, all, all lower caps, and get it on the website, www bondborn.com so once again this will help you secure one of those online sessions once again that's www.bondborn.com to help secure yourself in a free online workshop okay let's just be honest here for a second when you give out those physical business cards do they actually leave a lasting impression on the people you meet i say no and this is why i've paired up with ovu smart cards so what they do is that they change the game entirely it's a basically an electronic business card, you only need one, and it scans it onto the person's phone. It's a pretty cool thing, and it leaves a lasting impression. And with everything going on with all the craziness of COVID-19 and just the scare of transmitting any sort of disease, this is actually a pretty cool way, cool way to share information. Uh, so right now, I've partnered with them to help my listeners earn a discount off the card. All you gotta do is go to ovu, that's ovou.com and enter the discount code Joe10, that's J-O-E-10. Once again, that's O-V-O-U.com. Enter the discount code Joe10 to get $10 off the card. All right, Lawrence, man, uh, welcome back. Um, it's been a while, man. I mean, you've you've kind of been out of the city for a long time. Uh, I thought it'd be a good way to catch up with you know shit going down the going down the toilet recently with COVID and yeah, you know, life life just being how how it is. Uh, how are you coping over there, man? In the big yeah. in the big city, I'm doing okay. It's uh, not really much of a big city since I've been here. All right. Well, I've been gone from Vancouver for nine months now, two months in Hong Kong. And seven months officially in Toronto, I believe, on tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh. Seven months officially in Toronto. Uh, half the time has been in lockdown since mid-June. So things are opening up the last couple of months, but it seems like we're going to find out what's going to happen for the fall. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the fall. <laughs> Dude, okay, I have to ask. Like, have you kind of, like, survived the winter at all? Have you, have you- I got here in March 1st, and it was, there was still a bit of snow on the ground. So it was still like negative temperatures, but only for that week. Mm-hmm. And then the next week it warmed up above zero and never went back down. Yeah. And apparently even before I came, it was a mild winter for Toronto. Oh, okay. So it wasn't as bad as like last year. Because I know last year was a, they had a winter vortex and it was like minus 20. Yeah. Like yeah. So everyone said like January, February wasn't that bad. Yeah. And what I, by the time I did arrive, it was only negative for like a couple days. Oh. And it warmed up and then it just, it was a mild March. It never got colder. Okay. So apparently. Even like. Something- 
But when it was like March 10 or something, we got up to 17 degrees one day. Yeah. So it was like warm. Apparently, there's something called like a dry cold and a like a wet cold or something like that. And apparently, a wet cold is just, you can't warm up to a wet cold. I think a wet cold is more like in Vancouver. Yeah. Right but, when it's raining. Mm-hmm. And dry cold if it's just like a frigid day, but there's like no humidity in the air. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's why my dad says that in Hong Kong it's more of a wet cold because when it does get colder there, it rains. Versus other places like in Canada, if it's, I should log it at this Slack. But other places in Canada, when it's cold, it's generally, I guess, not that humid. Yeah. Or just sunny. So, dude, yeah. yeah, I mean, talking about Toronto, man, how's the work culture there, though, man? Because like I was, I was there for a bit, man. They, they fucking whipped me like a dog. <laughs> like it's different for most because a lot of people maybe like in your situation, like in a bigger office or in a corporate setting. Versus, I'm at a startup. There's only four of us here. Okay. So we're working in a co-working space. Uh, I got my job done. I'm also collaborating a lot with our global teams. So a lot of the colleagues I work with are in different offices, okay. like Mumbai, New York, Hong Kong, Singapore. You can even hear in the background, my Slack's still going off. Mm-hmm. It's like now our Hong Kong, Singapore, Mumbai teams are going live and Shanghai teams. Okay. A lot of people are talking in Slack right now. Versus in North America, Toronto, New York, there's probably only like 15 people combined between the two offices, not even less than 15 people. So do you, do you prefer just having like a smaller team now? Because you've obviously worked in a bigger bank and a, and now you're working in more of a startup. Like, are, do you just prefer the startup vibe in general? I do actually, yeah. When I was interning at HSBC before, um, it, it was great. Like, so you get great perks. You're working in a nice office building. However, I think starting out, you don't get as much responsibility or more as much autonomy versus working in a startup, especially one that's rapidly growing now. We're only like five coming in on six years old. Uh, I had a more autonomy coming off the bat and it's more of, I guess, laid back culture compared to working in a corporate setting. So, which I like. Yeah. That's the thing, man. This is what I've been struggling with, man. Cause I've been in a big company for like a while. And the only thing jobs I've ever worked at was big companies. And it was just, everything I did was so insignificant. It felt like I was a kind of like a, just a small little gear in a big machine. Yeah. Especially in a big soulless machine too. So I think this is one of the things that kind of like it's turning me away from it and maybe I can create something of my own. Like I do actually want to create a media company one day, man, and just fucking go at it. But yeah, it's just, I felt my, my, feel like my work is insignificant, man. Yeah. It's good that you're doing things like this, like the podcast. On oh, yeah. The side. yeah. Cause you don't seem like a corporate guy. I know that you work your hours, but like, I don't know if you're really geared towards that sort of lifestyle Dude, I hate it, man. For, for the long term. I mean, like you can do it for in the short term now where we're just came out of school but maybe in the long term i hate it man like i I've, i already hate it man it's like um i've seen people who've been in the, the same position for years and, and it's it's not it's just scary because that's what i see myself in in the next couple of years if i keep if i keep doing this so it's always a constant reminder for me to like i just came out of school more recently than you you graduated a year before me oh did i <laughs> yeah oh shit <laughs> yeah, longer, so. oh my god yeah so you're out of school yeah, yeah. So, so you basically, yeah. I had so I have an extra year, um, out of school, and it's just like I look at them and it's like, oh shit, is that gonna be me? You know, in the next uh, seven, eight years, nine years. You don't see yourself becoming a manager. I wouldn't up. want. To. I wouldn't want to, man. Like, especially with all the shit they do, it's like you got to deal with the employee shit as well. Then you got to get deal with the upper management shit. It's just, it's just. I think like it's just too much, you know. Too much shit okay. you deal, you dealt with. So you don't consider yourself a management type of person. I wouldn't, man. I wouldn't. Um, yeah, just mainly because I don't. I don't know. Like, I just don't want to deal with the employee shit. That's, that's that's kind of my thing. Yeah. But I think you would have good leadership qualities. You think? Huh. Thank you. 
Yeah, well, I, I guess it depends on your style. Like for me as well, like I'm a laid back person, you're a laid back person. Yeah. So would you be able to motivate your employees to be productive while we have a person like personality like us that's laid back compared to if you're more of a stern person? It's about striking the right balance, I guess. That's the thing, yeah. Too much of one side. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I won't say I'm too much on one side where I'm, I'm pretty laid back. I'm like, okay, you, you do whatever you want as long as you do your job type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be hard for me to motivate people if they already hate their jobs. I guess, yeah. There's mm-hmm. nothing you could do. Exactly. The only thing you can do is... Like, but if you're not enjoying it, you're just going to burn out. That's the thing, man. Burn, dude, burnout's a huge thing. Like, um, how familiar are you with the startup scene in China? Startup scene in China? Well... I know, I know there's a lot going on. I don't know specific companies. I guess like, you know, Xiaomi was a startup at one point. Xiaomi's only like, what, less than 10 years old? Yeah, this, uh, yeah. They're, they're actually, they're, they actually reached their 10 year anniversary. They're releasing this crazy new phone. But like, how, how well do you know the burnout rate in like startups in China? Burnout from employees? No, from like startups, just in terms of it. Of like not being successful, you mean? Yeah. No idea. No idea. Because apparently I was watching a documentary about this and I'm not... What's the hardware city in China again? Uh, Shenzhen. Shen, yeah, apparently the, the, a lot of a lot of the entrepreneurs that are burnt out real quick. Oh yeah, because they work hundred hours consistently every single week. And there's, there's, there's a whole case. No matter what country you're in, if you're an entrepreneur launching a business, no that's the thing. Are you going to yeah. be putting in hours? True. Yeah. Exactly. But the reason why I bring that up is because there's a lot of the cases that even in Silicon Valley, it's it's like a common case there where like they just work themselves to the bone, man. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not a consistent outflow of, of productivity, and yeah. yeah, you see that like I saw, you see it in Silicon Valley, you see it in you see it in China, you see it in you even see it here, man. Like they had a, this whole session where um, people like, entrepreneurs develop like me, like mental health issues because they work themselves to the bone. Mm. Yeah, I guess what people say is if you're an entrepreneur launching a business, mm-hmm. you're passionate about the idea, and you want you have a vision, yeah, then you yeah. won't burn out because like your work is basically your leisure at the same time, if that makes sense. It, it is, man. No, it actually does. About the project. No, it does, man. And like, you know, it's really cool because like starting this thing and kind of having 36, ep- I don't even know how many episodes I have, 35, 36 episodes. Um, yeah, it, it, I understand that fully, man, because like your work becomes your life, man. Like I've, the minute I'm outside of work, I'm thinking how to like launch this media company into something else, right? Right now I just, I'm launching, actually I just launched the Streets on the Interview project, man. I'll, I'll send you the YouTube link. Oh, the ones where you wanted to interview drunk people on Granville Street? Yeah. I'll, sh- I'll send you something. That over the summer? Huh? Yeah, yeah man. Nice. Okay. So I'll send you some, something like that, but it's just, it's kind of having the other project now. It's kind of, you know, it's, 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 it's expanding, right? And your work becomes your life, man. Because like the minute that I'm out is I'm thinking of what to do next. My head's basically in the clouds. Isn't that what everyone wants though to an extent? I guess their work being their life, but they enjoy the work. <laughs> When you're working in like an office or like for like a big company, your work could be your life, but you're not enjoying it. Yeah, I think there's two. I think there's two things. Um, I I think if you work in an office, man, it's um, can I explain? If it's not if you're not doing any fulfilling work, then then you're basically gonna die on the inside. I think at the end of the day. But if you, let's say you're doing your passion outside of work, you can still lose that passion because sometimes that passion can turn into a business, and sometimes you you might have to do things that you don't like in order for that business to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it, it's, it becomes a really weird, you know, mesh between you, your identity, your life, and this business you're starting off. 
And sometimes like you got to do shit that is not, you know, you, that you don't find right. Or sometimes you got to do shit that you don't want to do to make this thing survive or to make this thing grow. Yeah. When you actually pass that th- threshold of, I guess, growth of starting to like see consistent growth, you can hire the people to do the p- jobs that you're not able to do as well or the want to do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that, that, that's not, maybe at one point, if your podcast really takes off, you're going to hire a marketer professional marketing agency or something right dude yes exactly i, I, I actually I I need that. yeah I, fuck, I fucking need that man i fucking i fucking need that shit man like um i was looking at a virtual assistant man and it's um i can get someone as low as like 15 bucks an hour man minimum wage laws huh basically like um they they basically reach out to other perspective you know people to talk with they basically market my stuff prove the website well i can go and basically do other things Oh, okay. Okay. So he'll just be like, Hey, I'm working for Joseph Frederick. He has mm-hmm. a podcast. You have a pretty neat profile. I'd like to get you on potentially. Exactly. Yeah. And just to, honestly, just kind of step away from social media because dude, that shit's toxic, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would say toxic in a sense that it shows a snapshot of other people's lives. You don't know what's happening in the background. Is that what you're getting at? Or No, I'm talking about like, like, like when things get political real quick, man. Oh, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because you can be quite political. Like, we're both quite political, but I'm not sure if either of us publicize it more mm-hmm. and known more on their social media. Yeah, things. I don't do that shit because I don't. Number one, I don't. I don't want to pretend like like I'm this like super political guy. Number two, I don't. I don't want to pander for anything. Like, just because the media releases something doesn't mean I'm going to act on it right away. Mm. Yay. And that's what, that, before I won't say the name, but one of my friends from mm-hmm. SFU. Uh, he posted on his Instagram story about pro-life versus pro-choice mm-hmm. and how he's uh, pro-life. Okay. He just posted like, you know, different, I guess, things on his story, different Instagram posts or articles. Mm-hmm. And he said he had at least 30 girls message him with very nasty things. Not and really. Sexist and a misogynist for not giving, not believing that a woman should have the right to choose. Mm-hmm. So it can, it can get to that level. Exactly. Dude, it got to that level, man. And yeah, like I remember one time, one time I did, I put something political on my story. I'll never do it again. I, I, uh, yeah, it was just, it was not fun. What was it? Basically, like, uh, it was the, it was the whole George Floyd thing and um, how it would be hard for someone to be, to, for one of the officers to be charged with third degree murder. Sorry, mm-hmm. with, sorry, with, my mistake, with first degree murder. Because mm-hmm. it needed to be premeditated murder. And I just got fucking yeah. shit loaded DM. It's like, I can be political and like this topic i've talked about uh, talked about a lot mm-hmm. and then everyone for disclosure i guess either i'm going to be anonymous or not but it depends what we talk about yeah now we can talk about this i guess i don't mind uh talking on this topic uh so yeah i guess you go first what are your thoughts on the protests going on the last three four months with regards to uh the movement as people call it yeah i mean it's First of all, I think, first of all, I mean, we have to separate these two things. We have to separate the people who are writing and people who are protesting for what they believe in. I'm yeah. all for peaceful protests. I love it when I see, you know, a peaceful protest out there. In fact, I think there's, who said it, man? But I don't remember. There's, but 93% of the, of, of the time, they're peaceful protests. But then we also have to look at the damage, like, out of these, like, like what is the actual damage? Like, what's the cause of these damages? And the answer is from these protests. The, it's just these few fucks that go in there and they throw... F- Molotovs, they damage businesses, and it doesn't make it, it's not a very good rep to the protest. It really isn't. Yeah. But then when you try to justify the protest, saying it's just property, 
you have to under, you have to, you have to understand that people's lives are tied to this property or they're they're tied to the business. So, yes, go ahead and, and you know do what you can. You know, be a peaceful protester. But the minute you start damaging shit, it's not peaceful anymore, is it? Hmm. Yeah, and you can't justify like damage like that, anyways. Especially to the people you're trying to support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you uh, you want to like damage black owned businesses, minority owned businesses. Some of them, and, and the, the reason is, is, oh, they have insurance. Some of them don't have insurance. Mm-hmm. Some of their insurance doesn't cover, cover riding ass fuck. Mm-hmm. So you just fuck them for life. In that aspect, I didn't know that insurance doesn't cover riding. Some of them for don't. Me, I thought, okay, their business has to close out down mm-hmm. for X amount of time. Yeah. While the repairs are made, you know, they get their, their payouts or whatever, like five weeks, six weeks, whatever the time may be. But I thought I thought it would be covered for sure. I didn't realize that some insurance policies don't cover riot damage. No, so it's weird. Yeah, com- commercial commercial insurance is kind of weird, especially for business, because it's almost like you can choose what you want to cover, and sometimes it, they don't choose to cover riot. Mm, really, so you're fucked. Yeah, if you don't have insurance. So, so speaking of the property damage, mm-hmm. and distinguishing peaceful protests from rioting. Yeah, really parallels what was happening last year in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. and. You know, I was very vocal that I don't support the rioting that was happening in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't believe like people who would support that sort of thing. But now what was happening in the U.S. now the following year mm-hmm. with regards to in response to what happened to George Floyd, all the rioting and going on. And some people were trying to justify it. So I'm like, how can like the Western media uh, paint Hong Kong that way when in the U.S. they have, have a different perception? But it's like they're doing the same thing in the U.S. now. Yeah, that makes more sense. That you know, some people are radical that way that they would resort to violence. It's some people have said because peaceful protests aren't working, you need to resort to violence in these cases. So, what are your thoughts on that? If peaceful protests don't work, then you're gonna riot. Then you're gonna then you're basically gonna destroy people's livelihoods as well. Because it takes years to build up that neighborhood again. It takes years, yeah. And the people you are damaging property to, like, do they deserve it? probably they, they, they don't right they, they, they really don't and it, it doesn't make for me it doesn't make any sense if you want to make a real difference go into government provide a solution don't don't just scream out all the problems wrong with a country but then not provide any solutions about it mm-hmm. seriously run for like if you want to make a real change educate yourself like i'm doing like look i don't know shit about politics but educate yourself in in terms of bills and policies you try to get into office and make a difference that way. Don't just destroy property and expect things to change. Bro, I gotta say, you, you underestimate yourself. I'm pretty sure you know more than most about politics. Really? Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks. Most people, I would say, pay no attention at all. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and, and this uh, is the issue. Unless, unless it's like one issue. So people will just be so focused on one particular issue. Mm-hmm. Look at the whole picture. Yeah. So like if people are looking at the politics are, are aware. It just mm-hmm. like one, you know, area that they're looking at. They exactly. don't look holistically. It, it's it's hard to look at things holistically because just because like you have to understand that everything is interconnected with one th- with one one way or another. Whether it be defunding the police, that's interconnected with a lot of things. Whether it be you know riots with the Black Lives Matter. Whether it be you know this bring politics into the NBA. That those all those things affect each other one way or another. It's 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 not just. It's a domino effect, right? And like you said before, you make a very good point that we need to look at things in a holistic view from the economic side to the policy side to the criminal justice reform side. All those things are very interconnected. You can't just isolate one thing and focus on that one thing. It's stupid. 
so still informed. With, with those last few sentences mm-hmm. that you just made, mm-hmm. I can go in so many different directions right now. I'm trying to figure out which one should we go to first. Up to you, uh, you brought up NBA first. So what are your yeah. thoughts on politics and sports? Yeah. You know what's happening? They have Black Lives Matter on the court, mm-hmm. social justice messaging on the mm-hmm. jerseys. Uh, at one point after the... Oh, I'm going to get like a lot of heat for not remembering the guy's name because everyone says, remember the names. Jacob Blake. What happened to Jacob Blake partway through the bubble situation? The boycotted for three, four days. Yeah. Having this involved in sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So funny enough, I, I actually don't mind it in sports because I just want to watch the fucking game. Like, and I, I don't mind them preaching their message because sure, you, like honestly, freedom of speech, you, you can preach the message. I don't, actually don't mind that. I think that I, I'd rather have it on. But the thing is that when you start pandering and when you, and when you start like asking for change without providing a solution to that change, then what are you doing? Okay, I'm gonna yeah. bring up one there. First of all, I agree with you. Yeah, I'm indifferent. They can do what they want. Yeah, I'm exactly. there to want to tune into the game. Mm-hmm. For others, however, like I guess it comes as a distraction to the game for some yeah. people. For me, it's not a distraction. It's just mm-hmm. like I'm here to watch the game. There's some messages on their jerseys, whatever. But for some people, they claim it's a distraction. Reading YouTube comments, a lot of people are really upset about it. Yeah. Um, what was the other point you made? Backtrack. What was the last thing you said? I had another point. I have fucking no idea. I mean, that, we're both pretty tired. <laughs> I think I was talking about the viewership going down, right? Sorry? The view, NBA viewership going down? Uh, I, I've seen mixed uh, points on that. I'm not sure if it's really going down. Some it's going down. They won some sources say the others. I'm not sure. Really? Because apparently it says they're going down by like double digit, uh, double digit decreases because oh, really? people don't want to, yeah, they don't want to see, you know, the political propaganda, the political messaging on the NBA. Oh, I remember right now. The, yeah. uh, you're calling it propaganda. So you're saying offer a solution, right? Yeah. A lot of the warm-up jerseys now say vote. So the solution that the NBA is offering is everyone, don't say your vote doesn't count. Not just the federal election coming up, but all local elections as well. The NBA is saying the solution now is for everyone to use their voice and use the right to vote. So that's the NBA's solution that they're, the player's solution that they're providing. But you know what's funny about that, man? I've read somewhere, it was like, I think like most, not most, I wouldn't say most, I think below 30% of them aren't even eligible to vote. What do you mean by that? I have to look it up, but I'm not too sure. But I read it somewhere online saying that most of them aren't, for some reason, aren't eligible to vote for some reason. Players? Yeah. Yeah, let me take a look at that. I'm not too sure. But yeah. Uh, Maybe maybe it's because 30% of the league is not American. That could be. I think so, yeah. Yeah, But it's kind of ironic. There's a lot of Europeans, a lot of Canadians. You know, maybe maybe that's why. 30% of the league maybe is not able to vote because they're not American. Yeah. Fact check me on this, by the way. <laughs> I'm not too sure. Fact check me on this. I'm not too sure. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. whatever you read was probably because 30% of the league is foreigners, most likely. Good point, man. Yeah, but it's weird because like I like to look, I, like, I look at LeBron's, you know, Instagram some, from time to time, and I always like to look at the comments. And oh, every time he makes a political statement about anything, for example, he said, you know, go vote. A lot of comments would just be Trump 2020, Trump 2020. Oh, really? Yeah, it's super entertaining, man. Yeah, yeah, so the debate's going on right now. We're going to watch the recorded debate afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how this is going to go. Prediction, I guess, who's going to win? I think Trump's going to win. Yeah? Yeah. I really I really believe in the silent majority is going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? I believe the same, too. I think yeah. so. I think so, man. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think that people trust Biden, man. It's just the last two elections, the Democrats, the Democrats have put forth not a very strong candidate. Mm-hmm. So that adds to the inability of I or the ability of Trump to win truth be told man I would I would want Angie Yang to win I think he was the best candidate 
like I'm reading his yeah, yeah. I'm reading his book man and his book is some eye-opening shit um and it's unfortunate that he, that he's not up there so yeah it's it's really yeah. strange yeah we will have the first asian uh president or the first female president i don't have to get to come first <laughs> true i mean I, I mean some i mean some would say that biden's a transitional candidate anyways yeah. so like people are saying he... harris is going to be the first yeah. female black president because biden's not going to last maybe even his first term mm-hmm. yeah yeah because he it's crazy how how much of a decline he has his cognitive decline well we had a decline too we forgot what you said like <laughs> 30 seconds before it took me a while to remember what you said what my point was <laughs> it's so crazy yeah I, so, I mixed like, up. We're, we're pointing that out but like i guess it's harder than it looks we're just like watching it on tv it, it is man it is and like i can't even, I can't even mix up patrick beverly with charles barkley mm. what the fuck well, not as bad as biden saying poor kids can be as smart as white kids <laughs> that's or like if you're not <laughs> like if you ain't black don't like you're not black if you don't vote for me Do you no, remember no, like, that? If you vote for Trump, you ain't black. Yeah, something like that. He said that to Charlemagne the God. Who the f- okay? Char- he said that to Charlemagne the God. That was a really podcast, dude. Right? He's a podcaster. Yeah, the, the Breakfast Club. That's what it's called. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's so funny, man. It's it's like I was watching this uh, thing on Vice. It was called Minority Report, and it was about black conservatives. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so what's his name? Officer Tatum, Candace Owens, um, Larry Elder. Um, who's the guy on the, on the five on Fox? The guy who's like more uh, moderate. Ah, uh, fuck! I know what you're talking about. You know who I'm referring to, right? Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. 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 And it was it was an it was it was an interesting um it was an interesting documentary. It was it was a really good one too by Vice. Surprisingly. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It showed Remember, a lot of. Is Vice left or is Vice center or like? Vice is liberal. Okay, it's so they liberal. gave a fair take on black conservatives. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 I'm watching this. This came out recently, mm-hmm. and then they they were like uh, featuring some black Trump voters. Yeah, saying like how like they've been I guess not outcast or like shunned by their community for voting Republican. It's That's it's so sad. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a movie. The, the, Larry Elder releases document. This movie called Uncle Tom as well, which talk, basically talks about black conservatives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting though, man. Because well, like, you go ahead. We're, we're like it's politics. Thank God I live up first. Of all, thank God I live up here, <laughs> the multi-party system. But like it's just it's so divided down there, man. It's multi-party down there too. It's just like they other parties don't really have a chance of winning. Like even for us, it's still basically two parties. The NDP came close. I think a couple mm-hmm. elections ago. Yeah, a couple. So like our third party is stronger than any third party in the U.S. Mm-hmm. The Greens are coming up to an extent, I guess. Yeah. You know, you actually make a good point, and I'm, I'm hoping Canada doesn't become like that, because whatever the states does, Canada would usually follow in some some way, shape, or form. Uh, mm-hmm. Hope, I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping that won't happen. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so going back to the topic of black conservatives. Yeah. I guess the point a lot of them make is that, I, I guess blacks overwhelmingly vote Democrat, mm-hmm. and the yeah. point they're trying to make is it hasn't really improved the situation much in the last. I guess I guess thirty years since uh, Martin Luther King, or however long ago that was, the civil rights movement. Yeah, and someone like Candace Owens says like you shouldn't have a victim mentality. So there's that argument from her end, but there's also the fact that, uh, wealth-wise, uh, Caucasian families or like Asian families or whatever have more wealth, ha- have a head start in a sense. Yeah. So balancing Candace Owens' argument that they don't play a victim mentality, but also on the other side. 
but they also have a not as much of a start as other ethnicities do. Yeah, and those two things are actually some they're simultaneously true. Like, um, we shouldn't discount history. Anyone who discounts history and the consequences of history is an idiot. Like, uh, that, that's just not living in, in the world. Like, we need to figure out the, the degree of consequence of that history, then apply solutions for that for that for, for that for that consequence. So, and unfortunately, like like I say, you know, like um, the people who didn't have slaves had more of a head start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's true. And especially for immigrants that come here, they're usually the cream of the crop. Immigrants that come here, mm-hmm. so they, they they have they have you know certain values. They have they have more money coming in into the country than having a head start. But the point uh, that they really brought up was, was something really cool. I didn't really think about it. Was you know just how many people have dads, right? Or you know the power of the nuclear family. I, I actually never thought of that as an argument. But you know, looking into it, it's actually it's actually it's a pretty good argument. Mm. Yeah, so I guess what you're saying is, although they may not have the start that other uh, ethnicities have, mm-hmm. um, it comes from a change in culture. Yeah, I, uh, having, like a, like having a nuclear family. I think that's what a lot of black conservatives point out. Exactly. So, like, although you don't have the same start, don't play the victim mentality and change the culture. Yeah, because what's that going to do, though? Like, like, like seriously, like, like if, if the biggest privilege I had was having a two, a two parent household, that's, that's, that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. And what's even better is a two parent household that wasn't absentee parenting from work. And I, I think, I think that's also going to be an issue too, is that even if you have a two parent household, if they're never around, that's the same as having no parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the solution is deeper. But than you have the income from both parents though too. Hmm? But then you have income for both parents. Exactly, but they need to. But I think the issue is much deeper than that. Where sure you can have a two parent household, but if those two parents are working all the time, then it's basically like you're having no parents in the house at all. Mm-hmm. I think. I think. I think. Being raised that, like an aunt or a grandma or a grandfather. Exactly, someone to kind of be there consistently to look after, to at least take care of the child, and make sure that motherfucker isn't doing anything stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I, 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 th- I think things will change over time. But it just it starts with a change in culture, hopefully. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, okay, so. but until until that changes, man. I mean, like, it's it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, right? Okay, so some uh, I guess more controversial topics. Mm-hmm. You were saying you got some heat for posting about George Floyd not gonna get first degree charged to the officers because all, what do you think was deserved in that? Incidents. Me, I mean, I, 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 I mean, fair justice in your opinion. Fair justice would be third degree, because I mean, at that at that point, man, if you put your hands in your pockets, you already do, you already disobeying police conduct. You're choking the dude to death. It's, 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 yeah, you, yeah, you're basically breaking the laws. You're, you, he's no threat. And I would listen to you know whatever the officers, what other officers and whatever lawyers would say. Yeah, and so according I, to that, I don't the distinction mm-hmm. perfectly between first, second, and third degree. Mm-hmm. But what I understand, first degree is premeditated. Yeah, go out and have the intention. I'm going to come to your house right now and kill you. Mm-hmm. That's first degree, right? Yeah. Who's English between second and third degree? Not too entirely sure. Uh, I'd be lying if I said I knew. Okay, but because you hear that the charge right now that you're trying to sell is second degree, right? Let me take a look. Yeah, let me take a look at the difference. Pretty real quick. sure. Yeah. But then they were saying second degree was probably going to be a harder charge given the evidence. And third degree would have made more sense. Yeah, exactly. But I haven't looked that too deeply in the distinction between second and third degree. Mm-hmm. Let me take a look real quick here. 
Okay. Let me take a look here. Okay, so secondary murder is generally defined as an intentional murder that lacks premeditation. Okay. So it basically he was intending to kill him, but it wasn't premeditated. And third degree is is kill someone with yeah. no intention? I think so. Let me take a look. No, that was manslaughter when you kill someone without intention. Like if you're like driving recklessly and you kill someone. Is it not manslaughter? Okay. Okay, where is see so Minnesota? If you're in reckless behavior, you kill someone, even though you didn't mean to. That would be manslaughter, right? Yeah. Where with whoever without intent to affect the death of any person caused by any perpetrator. Oh, okay. It's weird. Okay, so manslaughter, which one are you reading? I'm reading third degree murder. So what is third degree murders in Minnesota? It's whoever without intent to affect the death of any person causes the death of another by perpetrating an act imminently dangerous to others and and evincing a deprived mind without regard to human life is guilty of murder in the third degree and be sentenced to twenty five. So that makes sense in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Floyd. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I just go with I just go, just go with whatever the lawyers and officers say because I'm not in a position to judge because I don't know police protocol nor do I lo- know the law that well. Yeah. But so second degree, it's not premeditated, mm-hmm. and it's like in the moment, but you know your action is going to kill him. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. So, so yeah, the that- definitely wasn't going to try to kill him. No Yeah, I mean it's just hard to prove. Um, but yeah, so that's all I said and um, it was just it was fuck it was just a lot of DMs how many replies did you get like like 9 or 10 replies okay and then how many Instagram followers do you have is that a high proportion I'm not like 300 okay so that's a good I guess 3% yeah 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 and it's 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 it's, yeah it's it's crazy It's it's one of those things it's like it's like you're diving into shark water man yeah, yeah. When when you post something that's a bit that's a bit different from like what everyone else says, it's 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 a pretty vicious world online. A herd mentality. Mm-hmm. They just like go with what's pop culture, like the popular belief, without formulating their own thoughts and doing their own research extensively. Or maybe some people do, but still, like I don't know, man. It just like it seems like such a herd mentality. No, I mean, I, I actually, I, I actually agree with you, man. Like, I, I was reading this thing on Reddit, and it's always the media always does this, man. Like, they always have like a story, they blow it up, and they kind of silently release like all the other details, which makes the situation much more complicated than what it means, but than what it's made out to be. Okay. Yeah, especially because, like, especially a lot of these like police brutality videos, man. Um, a lot of them are just like in the moment of the brutality actually happening, but like, what's the context behind that? Is Did you want the whole video of George Floyd incident? Oh God, I could not do it. I can't, I can't, I can't. No, no, not the neck part from the beginning when he was like told to get out of his car. Oh, I, I've, see, I've seen, I've seen clips, but I haven't seen the whole thing. Like, um, watch are you talking about the one from the Daily Mail? 25, 30 minutes, watch the whole thing. Okay. So, so here, here's the thing. Yeah. I agree that there's an issue of police brutality. Mm-hmm. So, although, let's, let's put aside that if he had intention of whether or not to kill him, yeah. by putting me on his neck. Let's put mm-hmm. that aside for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an issue of police brutality because you shouldn't be holding your knee to someone's neck for eight minutes. There's other situations like Jacob Blake, you can make the argument for police brutality there. And situations you can make this argument. However, people are conflating police brutality with the issue of racism. In my opinion, there was no racism involved in George Floyd's incident. The people are painting it that way. I'm like, how is, I watched the whole video. I'm like, where's the racist element of this? Yeah. I think it's just racist assuming that because he's black, 
That's why the police were doing this to him. I think that's racist. <laughs> hey, man, I mean, like, I, I don't know what to say, man. Like, I once saw clippets of him saying he can't breathe in the police car before he was getting choked. And he already said, was saying I can't breathe before he was even on the ground, before the officer's knee was on his neck, because he was high on something. I forget what the drug was. I read it somewhere. But he was high on some drugs. Mm-hmm. And he was already saying he couldn't breathe before he was even on the ground. Yeah. I mean, it's just a shame that, like, something like that had to happen for this whole... If he was white, if he was Latino, if he was Asian, it would have been maybe the same outcome. But people are painting this as a race issue. I don't feel this is a race issue. I agree it's a police brutality issue. Yeah? See, I actually don't know enough. I mean, I have to go by the lack of evidence. I mean, if there's... Black, too, I guess people are saying, oh, like, a black cop can be racist to other black people. I don't know what your thoughts on that are. But one of the four officers is black. Yeah. Oh, really? You don't even know. See, there you go. People. What? Yeah. What of the officers is black? There was four officers. The one with the knee on the neck was. Yeah. 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 Sure, 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 then he got the, the Asian guy. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. And then I know. I think he was Hispanic, white or Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And then the bald black guy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Do you think there was race involved? I mean, there's no, there's, I mean, for me, I mean, unless I see evidence of race involved, I mean, I wouldn't say there, I mean, I, I would have to say there's, there's none until, until proven otherwise. Mm. Yeah. But I guess like, like, I actually, you make a good point is not to jump to the race card right away. Just because like, a, like a white officer is brutalizing a person of African descent or a black person doesn't mean it's racism. Mm. Yeah. And I think, I think we just jumped the gun too, too quickly on that. And I can guarantee you, man, like, what if this, like, I want to ask you a question, serious question. What if, what if this happened to a white person, an Asian, or an Asian person, or an Indian person? Would this, would this make the news as, would this make the news headline? It would, but I don't think it would be as big of a story. That's what I'm thinking. Or maybe the reaction would be as big. Because, like, in response to what happened to George Floyd, I think even before George Floyd, there was Breonna Taylor, which yeah. happened first. Mm-hmm. There was the protests. But at the heart at the center of the protest was BLM. Mm-hmm. So you, you can combine movements with multiple issues, racism, police brutality. But I find in these police incidents, it's not racism involved. It's just police brutality. This would have happened regardless if the person was black, Asian, you know, whatever, white, Hispanic. So you There's think it is a police brutality happening to non-black people, but we're not seeing these on, on the news. Of course it's not. It's not going to international heaven. No. It, see, and this, this, this is what I was just trying to do, what I was trying to get at. It was that it's so, it's so insane what the media pick. The media knows how to trigger people so they can pick certain instances and just blow that, blow that up. Like, it's, it's, it's a shame, like, if an Asian guy was on, on the knee, I don't think, I, I honestly don't think it'd make the news as big as it did. Yeah. Or for, or for an Indian guy, like, like, was on that, I don't think it'd make the news as big as it did. I think it's because you know race is such a, a high hypersensitive issue in the states that they're able to do that, bring it up big, and just almost profiteer off the the video. Yeah. So I, I might get I'm probably already going to get heat for things I've just said, but being Canadian, I generally don't think it's as much of an issue here as the United States. Yeah. Race. You would you agree? I I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't agree. I I, th- I think I think there's more of a I think there's more of a contention to uh, to the First Nations. 
as there is towards Africans here. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, we don't have as much as of a black population here. True. In the United States as well. But I, I, th- I th- but I think it's, I think from here it's more of a, it's more of a thing against native na- natives, to be honest, especially with the RCMP and the na- and the native community. Sure. Yeah. So I, I think we we have our own problems here, and I don't know if it's bad or not, but it's still very prevalent here, to be honest. And it's it's weird because like. Like, like, like whatever happens in the States kind of spills over to Canada to an extent. Um, remember, do you remember like when they're tearing down the statues and everything down with the protests and everything? Yeah. They were also doing that here in, in, in Vancouver and they had the whole, you know, uh, cancel Canada day. Uh-huh. Yeah. So things, things spill over. It's, 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 it's crazy how that sounds. It is pretty crazy, man. I don't even know what to think. Hey, man. man. Yeah. The first time in a while, man, like the entire world, well, not the entire world, but most of the world protested mm. for this. Yeah. For, it went from, from here to Canada to Auckland to, to Australia. It was, it was everywhere. Okay. Yeah. To add on to the controversy we're talking about. Yeah. I think a lot of it is, how do I word this? I want to say this the right way. Mm-hmm. The right way. I, I, I guess I would like, I'll describe. We probably saw the video of the celebrities. I take responsibility. I take responsibility. I take responsibility. I think a lot of it is people just wanting to make themselves feel good. That they're, oh, I'm participating, so like I'm going to make myself feel good. I think a lot of it is that. Oh, my God. I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> lo- Did you post the black square, too? No. I no, I d- no, I didn't. I'm like, like, do you really need to do that? Like, I don't know. Well, because a lot of it, a lot of, especially a lot of it on social media is pandering. A lot of it is, a lot of it is pandering. Seriously. Like, like, okay. Like these celebrities who are going to apologize. What are you apologizing for exactly? For being white? Actors, I guess. Yeah. For, for being, for, I don't know. It's like for, for being complicit, for being white. I, I think there's apologizing, I guess, because whatever the, what is the, the victims are, whoever the, demographic is who are facing these issues maybe they're apologizing for ignoring it for so long that it's going on but not doing anything about it so you could be apologizing in combination of what their ancestors did what our ancestors did or whatever Hmm. but also like with these issues going on and these issues having been neglected for so long there's something probably i take responsibility does that make sense? I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it does, but it also but it also doesn't at the same time. So you're taking responsibility for basically not um, trying to end racism, right? It's a big task to not try to end it. Um, I mean, what are you supposed to do, right? You can try to run for office and try, try to have legislation that could do that. But, like, what are you supposed to do? It's easier to protest for an hour or two hours in one afternoon than it is to be a municipal councilor or whatever, a mayor. So people just want to spend the two hours. I don't know if you saw, I've seen a lot on on YouTube as well. People like going up, holding the sign. Yeah. An Instagram photo, then getting back in their car and leaving. Are you fucking serious? Oh yeah. There's a lot of incidents of that. I saw that shit. There was one person like Mm -hmm. boarding up like a, like a sign or or like, like a pro BLM thing. Yeah. Like asked for the hammer. It's the pose. She got out of her car. Boyfriend, take me a pic, take a picture. Like, oh, thank you so much. And she gets back in her car and they drive away. Of course, man. <laughs> it's fucking social so media. Right? Office, people don't want to put that much work in. They just want this, like the moment of like two hours. Like, oh, I went to the protest. Like, I'm such a good person. It's so dumb. It's, it's, it's so, it's, it's, it's all pandering, right? At the end of the day, 
like I said, it's easier to complain about all these issues, until, but then what's harder is to provide a solution to said issues. Like, cool, yeah, society has issues. What are the solutions to said issues? And that's a hard thing to do because though now you're getting the nitty gritty of things, and that's that's where that's where it really begins is how do you fix these issues? Instead of complaining about every single issue ever known to mankind and the consequence of history, you need to figure out the degree of that consequence and the solution to fix that consequence. And sometimes it, it could lead to unintended unintended situations or unintended outcomes. But we need to figure out solutions to fix these things, man. And fuck, but I mean, here's the thing. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. People don't agree on what the issues are. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I just said, people are claiming these incidents to be racism. Mm -hmm. But I don't agree. I agree that there's police brutality involved. But I don't agree. Like in some cases, there obviously is racism involved. Mm -hmm. In some cases, in my opinion, there's obviously no racism involved. And in most cases, it's not really racism. It's just police being power hungry. So I disagree on the issue of what people are protesting for. Mm Mm-hmm. But so like, how do you find solutions if people don't agree on the issues? I think you have to find a common issue. Different perspectives. I, I, the thing is, you, you have to find a common issue that you all everyone agrees on, and I think pretty much everyone can agree that there's pretty police brutality is a common issue. So start from there, and work your, and work your way down. But it's, it's yeah, the people are set on abolishing the police completely. God. No police, man. What are your thoughts? That's the, that's the most that's a dangerous that's the, that's the dangerous idea. Are you fucking joking? People are like, oh, community policing or. Oh, okay, do you remember who was that? Well, there was a case of vigilantism. Um, mm, that's hard. Everyone can be Batman. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, no. Who was it? Who's these two white guys that shot this uh, uh this 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 black kid for looking at the construction of a home? Oh, I've heard it. I heard this. Do you remember? Oh, fuck, I forgot. It's escaping me now. Shit. But yeah, but that. What are you trying to remember? I forgot his name, but like that was a case of vigilantism gone wrong. That's basically community uh, police, uh, community policing. You want that? You want you want you want basically untrained people in the community to fucking do this? It, it's I, I I think it's kind of scary. Yeah. I want to want that. Yeah. Well, like I've always disliked the police. In my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. I think you may disagree. Policing is probably the least respectable profession, in my opinion. Yeah. Like. I find it's just like there's a lot of police officers that are have big egos, they're power hungry, they don't, they don't do their job right. So I think it's like one of the least respectable professions out there. I don't like police officers. I didn't realize that people hated them more than I do until the Hong Kong situation, until George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and all these BLM protests. Mm-hmm. I did not realize people hated police this much, even more than I did. And what am I trying to get at here? But at the same time, I recognize, despite not liking police, that we still need them. It's like if someone's like breaking into my house, or ties up my kids, or like, what am I? Who am I gonna call? That's yeah. It's 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 it's. it's make actually you should make a very good point. I was talking to this military guy, and um, and he was just telling me that yeah, like police officers are like are they're looked down by some of the guys in the military because of their lack of training. Mm. It's crazy because from this is from what I've heard, um, and. He basically told me that like if I was a if I was a white belt with six months in jujitsu training, I could basically um I could be a cop, essentially. Mm-hmm. So they so they they won't take me down. You don't require a degree for policing, right? No, but we're talking about like the, the actual like physical training. 
Oh, the physical training. Yeah. So like, if you if I did jujitsu for six months, then apparently I can get away from most situations. Hmm. From a cop, it, it, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy how that is. How yeah, little training that is. Cop is like trying to apprehend you. Yeah. Exactly. If someone tried to apprehend me, you can you can kind of control some limbs and shit like that. Um, but I mean, if you want to abolish the police, I mean, I recommend people to look at the spiking crime rates in Chicago and New York, and where they would they actually agree to you know drastically decrease the amount of police presence. Crime is spiked in those areas, and that's the real issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, police brutality is an issue. Mm-hmm. There are cases where police you know fuck up. But the real issue is like what's going on in a place like Chicago. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to agree to, to abolish the police, then I'd recommend looking at those cities with, who drastically reduce their police force and see the consequences of that action. And if you're not comfortable with that, then the solution might be a bit different than what you recommend. Like my whole thing is, you know, like we sure give the police more, more money so they can do better training and they can do better psych test. Who more money? You're going to yeah. piss a lot of people off saying that. Fuck it. I don't care, man. Yeah, but yeah, that's and and then that's the way I look at it. It it, make, it makes sense, right? If you want to have better training, you need to give them more money, so they're able. They are able to have better training. They are able to to screen people better. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, there's whole things you know about like you know getting into police immunity, qualified immunity, police unions, qualified immunity. Those things all come into matter. They really do. Yeah. Here's another. Since we're talking about finding the right solution, mm-hmm. here's another solution that I can come up with. Mm-hmm. So, people make the argument with the police mm-hmm. that it's just like any other profession, that there's going to be the vast majority of people who do their job right and are good, mm-hmm. but there's like the bad apples. Yeah, if you are not good at their job, mm-hmm. are just you know are just bad people, mm-hmm. and it's like that in any profession. Yeah, but then people make the counter argument: oh, if you're a doctor and you're negligent in your do- job and you kill someone during surgery, you're going to face some consequences. But police officers in many cases don't face consequences. Yeah. Paid leave, they don't get jail time. There, there's a lot of bureaucracy involved. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think that needs to be solved. It could be to deter police from being bad, or like doing their jobs right, is to make examples out of the bad cops. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was I was I was talking to this one guy, and he and he told me like you know, the military has like their own like little like, little, like military jail or whatever it is. So, and that shit's rough. So yes, they should make example of whoever just fucks up. Make sure you know they they aren't hiding in another, in another district, and make sure like that like there are severe consequences if they fuck up or if they go against protocol. That should be that should be a thing, man. That should be a thing. But when you when you have these sorts of solutions or mm-hmm. reactions, you have to make sure that you don't let emotions cloud your judgment. Exactly, you can't. There's like in the situation here, yeah, the Siobhan dude should go to jail. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you doing on this guy for eight minutes? Yeah. They're not like, you can make the argument he had the intention of killing him. But like, first degree, like, why would he, it's, not, it's definitely not first degree. So in the moment, did he know that George Floyd was going to die? You can make that argument, I guess. But like, third degree makes the most sense. But he'll get jail several, several years in jail. He'll get punished. He won't be a police officer again. There you go. But people, let their emotion judge him. No, he should get like life in prison, like first degree. You got to look at the laws and how they're written, and how oh, they're appropriate. Yeah. True, and also you could probably make, you could probably try to make the first case, uh, first case, um, um, you know, thing. You can try to make it a first case because apparently they knew each other prior. 
so, I keep getting mixed things. Like, did they really know each other? Like, apparently they were bouncers together. Yeah, apparently. Is this true? I don't know. Apparently they were. I mean, apparently, apparently they, they worked. I think they worked together at one point. So you could make the, they could have made the case with enough evidence. Recently, that they remember each other, or is it a long time? That, that's the thing. The only thing I've ever heard was that they worked. Bond was like a cop for over ten years, right? So it had to be before he was a cop, right? I guess. I mean, I'm not too sure, but like apparently that that was that was what I heard. But the, the, see, this is the issue is where we play a game of telephone, where you don't know what's true or not because the media tells us a million different things. I think in the Breonna Taylor situation, there's a lot of telephone involved. Oh fuck! There's a fuck ton of telephone. Did they knock? Did he not knock? What kind of warrant was it? You know, <laughs> did they announce that they were there? Did he not announce? Who shot first? Like, there's a lot of, you know, without, without the body cam, you know, you don't really know. Yeah, and it's so strange why they didn't have a body cam. But it's just that, that's the thing about the media is that, like, it's all it's all a game of telephone, man. They they, they know how to they know how to pick people's like certain emotions and they, they know how to trigger them real real easily. Like uh, Louisville, Kentucky, man. Like they they knew they knew that shit was gonna go down when they announced like the the case that that the officers were not gonna be charged for murder. They knew, man. They, 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 they ordered a state of emergency prior, and they gave the family $12 million. So, I haven't looked deeply in detail, but I've looked in detail. Yeah. It was a no-knock warrant. Yeah. Apparently, they did knock. Mm-hmm. The boyfriend says they didn't. Mm-hmm. They came in. He said he thought they were intruders. Yeah. They started firing. So, in mm-hmm. self-defense, they started firing back. And some bullets hit Brion. Yeah. Is that a summary of what happened? Or that's to like the, what the court argued happened. Yeah, exactly. The, is that the officers? Yeah, that's what the court argued. Yeah, because they they didn't use a no not warrant. They knocked on the door. Um, they didn't respond, so they just they kind of just went in and the boyfriend shot up oh, first. Shot first. Mm-hmm. So they shot back and some bullets hit her. Yeah. He didn't mean to like hit her. I no. Guess. Yeah. So yeah. So they're they're, they're trying to argue case of legal liability, but on, it's just on, at the end of the day, it's just like if I don't Bad know, it, yeah, I have to agree with the. I, we have basically have to see what, what the courts do because they have access to more to the evidence than we do. Um, so I'm not going to argue and say that he the, like the court ruling should change. The only thing that we can say for everyone who's outside of the scenario is that it's just a tragic incident. Some people are arguing that it's because she's a black woman. If she was a white woman, or there you go, they're making race involved here. Exactly. Like, oh, was it, there was no murder charge because she's a black woman. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was Rondo or somebody from the NBA, they're like, oh man, like, no disrespect to our black women. But, like, does it really have to do anything with the situation that she's a black woman? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't want to like, I'm, I don't want to jump to the race card too quickly without having any really? sort of evidence if there's race involved. Like, I, like, I don't, I don't like that. To assume that everything, like if, say if a, if a if a white cop shoots a black girl, it has to do with race. Yeah, um, there was a thing like oh god, I'm trying to remember this interview by Larry Elder where he was like um he was he said that there's an interview by the Washington Post um not an interview like a poll saying that they that the officers are like more hesitant to you know interact with people of Af- of, of of basically with black people because it could be seen as some sort of you know of some sort of race issue at that point. Yeah. But yeah, I just I don't want to I don't want to jump to the conclusion where um, we just you know like if if one thing is if if, the, if a white cop shoots a black girl it's going to be due to race I don't I don't want to like I don't want to jump that conclusion just yet until I see evidence. Mm-hmm. Did you know the situation here in Toronto? People are going to be upset. I forgot this girl's name, but uh, Ellis Phyllis 
The one who jumped from her balcony? Did you know the story? Yeah, we talked about this before, but like, yeah. So here's what I was thought. I thought she, I thought the police pushed off her balcony. No, no. From yeah. my understanding, I read the report. They weren't even in the room at the time. Mm. He tried jumping from one balcony to the other to get yeah. away. Just to get away. So it was a mental health jump. Yeah. She was erratic. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like she tried to jump from the balcony to the other and didn't make it and fell. Fucking hell. No, no police pushed her. Yeah. I'll look at the report again. There either was one officer mm-hmm. in the room or the room was empty. I have to read the report again. Yeah. There, there, whether or not there was an officer in the room, the officer was not on the balcony. He was either like at the door of the apartment, like the hallway door, mm-hmm. or he was, or all the cops were outside. No yeah. one was actually near the balcony, and she just jumped and fell. Ah, shit! See this? So, this... People were so pissed that there were no charges on the officer. Like, how? From reading the report, some officers didn't even realize she fell for a few minutes because they were like way outside the room. Mm-hmm. It's like. How can you make an argument there that the police should be charged? Well, see, the the, the message that I got across from that story was that like they pushed her off, but like obviously I didn't I didn't I didn't read it, I didn't read the, the case report, so it's just another thing, another issue of telephone with the media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so strange, man. Like how much the media just fucks with people. There's an argument here that police should not be making mental health checks. There should be someone else who comes. Yeah, there's an argument. I agree with that. I do too. Yeah. Then your people are making the argument the cops should be charged. And get jail time. But reading the report, they didn't do anything Damn. except report on her. And I guess having that many cops, I think there were at least five cops. Yeah. And that many show up to a mentally to a, to a person breaking down mentally, mm-hmm. that would startle her. Startle her. So I agree. Yeah. Have a different person show up, not like five, six police officers armed. That yeah. would scare the person. She jumped, missed the balcony, fell. Oh, fuck. That's. Just... Like, they did it intentionally. Mm-hmm. Try to scare her, I guess, or you know, I don't know. Maybe they tried to intimidate her a little bit. I don't know. And this is like I say another case of telephone because I, I I thought I thought I thought otherwise but yeah clearly clearly it's just another game of telephone yeah yeah and it's so strange man it's like um do you remember the is the incident in Seattle where they created the autonomous zone Chaz yeah Chaz Chaz yeah oh my god do you how familiar are you with that story then they took over the police precinct yeah they put up some barriers they said it was its own country yeah i know people a lot of people will hate this name but a lot of my knowledge on it is watching tucker carlson <laughs> yeah talk about it because it was like he was spoofing it mm-hmm. yeah you probably know more about this yeah i mean i, I mean i recommend watching anyone who's listening i recommend watching andy knows um documentary because he just he just films the shit and he just makes you decide on your own conclusion about it and it's really it's really funny how everything works out is this whole movement started because of police brutality. So what they did was they just took over a land that was black people. Yeah, exactly. Towards back. So what they did was they took over a land that was wasn't technically theirs. They basically took control of part of the United States. They set up borders because some of them were actually pro, you know, pro open border, right? They set up borders within the country. They started arming civilians with guns. And and they started using police brutality. The, the so-called police in Chaz started brutalizing the protesters. Inside Chaz, the not the actual police. No, the the, the basically people. There's a guy named, a guy named Raz Simone, SoundCloud rapper. He's kind of the the fourth scene like the leader guy in charge. Yeah, in charge of leader of Chaz, and he kind of he gave them guns. And you saw a video of like these Chaz police beating up people inside the Chaz. So it was like it was like they're doing police brutality, but they're what they but they're also fighting against brutality too. 
So it's like you fucks were doing the exact same thing that you're fighting against. It it comes to tell me that we're not like, if you haven't thought about things long enough, then you will become what you hate. Yeah. I like that point you brought up, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, seriously. And there was at one point where they had, they literally segregated like certain parts of the city for black, for black and native people. Like there's certain parts of the park where only black people can go and where only native people can go. So they brought back, yeah, so they brought back segregation for, you know, safe spaces for them and stuff like that. So interesting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's nuts. It was was a really interesting experience, man. You know, the same people that talked about, you know, all the issues wrong with society, they ended up replicating them at the end. They had colonialism. They, they, they literally conquered parts of, part of the states illegally. They had borders. They talked about the wall. They set up a, a fucking border. They started arming, you know. So, you know, the, people talk about demilitarizing de- de- militarizing the police. They fucking arm people who weren't even trained with oh, guns. Ironic, man. It's yeah, so it's ironic. And they beat the shit out of people who didn't agree inside the city of Chaz. And they started segregation. So all those things, if you don't think about them long enough and don't understand the situation, you can really honestly just replicate it it's really crazy how that sounds it's and it's one of the i most craziest things i've ever seen in my life but it was it also showed me the ability of human nature man it really is yeah as carlson says all the time it's about power <laughs> of course it is man everything is about power you fucking nuts man this is this is why i'm so against you know like big government is because people go fucking nuts with power Give them an inch, they, they take a mile. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure which direction to go in here. I like these talks because the great thing is, like, it's so informative, like, speaking our thoughts to each other and learning from each other's thoughts. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like, I tried to decide where to go next because, like, there's so many ways I want to go now with what you just said. Yeah? I'm sure where to go. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can figure it out, man. But I think what we're missing, man, is what we, you and I were doing was just having a conversation on controversial shit. Yeah, everything is so PC and everyone's kind of afraid especially in public to talk about certain topics because you can be seen as something or you can be cancelled yeah like I, I'm so open about discussing this with anyone but like whether or not I'm anonymous or not like we're probably going to get people leaving comments on this negatively <laughs> welcome to the podcast life man people disagree with me on fucking everything but that, that's, the, that's literally what it is man okay. here's another controversial thing so yeah. three types of I guess, demonstrators. Yeah. The rioters who are just mm-hmm. like, you know, fuck all, like, you know, let's burn some shit up. The actual peaceful protesters. Um, and I guess some of the, okay. Uh, I guess I want to, I want to like, I guess put the peaceful protests into like A and B. Okay. The ones who just show up for one hour. We're like, oh yeah, like, I'm like so woke. Like I went to the protest for an hour and like, you know, BLM and all that. Yeah. The ones trying to like show face, you know, mm-hmm. more so just to make themselves feel good. Yeah. And there's also the ones who are like, you know, doing this every day. And I'm like, this is going to be bad to say, but like, what, don't you have anything else better to do? That's what I'm trying to think too. You know what? I, I think everything you brought, I think it, it all, it's all a perfect storm, man. And I wouldn't, the thing is for people doing for social media, for clout and for bullshit, I wouldn't put them in the, in the same category as a piece of protesters because they don't even believe what they say. They just kind of go there for the likes and that's it. I would kind of just, I would kind of just keep them out to the side. They're just not, I don't think they're not doing anything wrong. They're just kind of there and they're kind of gone. Um, but 
the, understandably speaking is that when the economy shuts down, a lot of people have a lot of time to do, man. A lot, of, jo- a lot of jobs are laid off, right? And this uh, is the, yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is like a perfect storm. The lockdowns, you know, isolation, and now something cool happens. Well, I want to say something cool, but something- an excuse to leave your house. Yeah, exactly. Gives you a reason to leave the house. And you, well, you're young, you're unemployed, you have no money coming in. Fuck, you might as well, you know, you might as well go and join them because what else are you going to do besides sit at home? So true. Yeah. Because I believe like, it depends on the issue. Like, okay, to clarify what I just said, Mm-hmm. Don't you have any, anything else better to do? If it's something that's so like inherently needed, that's necessary, like for example, the civil rights movement to make everyone equal, everyone's right, universal suffrage. That's something, of course, like, don't you have anything better to do? No, no, like that's actually something you need to fight for on a daily basis. But something like, oh, like there's just a couple incidents of police brutality, it happens. It's not like that big of an issue, sorry, to say in my opinion. That like, yeah, you can go like have a protest, but like the people who are showing up every day or something to this level of an issue. It's because like you said, like the, the lockdowns of this, I, people didn't have anything else to do at the time. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, like I'm all for it, man. Like if you wanna show up every day for something, I'm actually on board with you showing up every single day. I'm actually proud of it, man, because I'm too much of a pussy to show up to protest because that shit can turn south real quick. Hmm. Yeah, but if you're showing up every day, single day, man, then you care about, then you genuinely care about the issue, which is, you know, in my opinion, good for you, man. You have a, you, there's there's an issue with society you care about. You're there every single day and you're protesting for things to change. I'm all on board with that. I'm actually proud of that person for doing that. Kudos to you. Um, but the other thing is is also finding a solution, right? That's just, that's tough to do. And truth be told, man, I, I don't I don't I don't think I'd ever go to a protest, man, because that shit can go down real quick. Mm. Yeah, like would you ever go to a protest? I know something you believe in, huh? You're a you're a gun guy, I know. Yeah, absolutely. What if you were to ban guns in Canada? Would you go to the protests, not banning guns in Canada? I wouldn't go because that shit can get wild. Even though, like, you believe that in gun rights. Yeah. If there's a law to make guns completely illegal in Canada, you wouldn't show up for the protests because I know. No. You yeah, even if it was my beliefs, I wouldn't show up because, like I said, like at the end of the day, that stuff can be really dangerous in my opinion. Like, 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 especially if protests go wrong. I don't want to be in the middle That's of that. You want to fight for? Huh? It That's is. It's true. But so it's, it's something that I would vote for. But I wouldn't go down there and protest because, like I said, it, 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 it really, even if I, if it means something to me, the like the fact that something may happen could could be very dangerous. I, I'd rather just well, go there and vote. Guns are bad in Canada. Everyone turn in your guns. Then would you protest? That's a good question. I don't think I would, man. I think I think I would vote. I think I would vote to stop it in place. If they have a petition, I'd do that. Wait, do you own a gun? No, but I. Okay, cool. So I'm actually, I actually want to. Um, I actually do legit, legitimately want to get my gun license. I actually do want to get trained in firearms because you just you just never know when shit hits the fan, hmm. right? Especially like with everything going on, man. Like it's really opened my eyes that you know things society can go down real quick, like really quickly. And I want to make sure that I'm prepared to the best of my ability to do that. I was talking to a friend recently. Well, mm-hmm. first of all, for everyone, I'm not a big believer in guns. I think we should have less gun rights. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. Canada, it's still okay. Like here, you have to lock up your guns in your car to transport them. We don't have conceal and carry like in some states in the U.S. And like we're limited in like, I guess, the types of ammunition we can use, like automatic, semi-automatic, or like, what, what do you call those again? So that hold the bullets? The case? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. There's like a stop in them that you can't even have the max capacity. So we do have a lot of restrictions mm-hmm. compared to the West, but 
I'm not a big believer in guns. Like people needing to have like, especially in the U.S., like an AR-15. Yeah. Yeah. So I so saw pretty. I forgot the point I was trying to make. I was just like being anti-gun. I forgot the point I was trying to make. But anyways, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I guess back to the original point about the uh, the whole thing. Yeah. Like even if they took away the guns, I just I would probably sign a petition if they have one online and just go from there. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be stuck in the middle of that. Mm, yeah. 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 I mean, like I said, like that's the, the, uh, something like that with a lot of passionate people and with, with a large group of people something goes wrong then you're fucked you're you're in, you're in the middle of that thing yeah there you go i was yeah. making the point to my friend a couple of days ago mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of people who don't understand i guess in the US, the second amendment the reason that we have guns is just in case the government abuses their power becomes i guess you know a dictatorship or whatever mm-hmm. uh, the people have a chance to overthrow that government yeah, is that, is that that's the general theory behind that's it, right? a general that's a general theory. Yeah, yeah, to basically defend themselves from over and over the government. The reason for that. Yeah, it's true, man. And like, there's a podcast by Tim Kennedy, and he talked about you know you'd be surprised of what people with guns can do. Mm. Yeah, because you know people can make the argument is that you, the government has drones and tanks and shit, but you'd be surprised with what people can do with guns. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, so, so my same friend who posted about the pro life, pro choice. Yeah. Uh he was making the point of like you may need the guns in case the government it needs to be put in check, you know, they're becoming whatever whatever that you know. I guess mm-hmm. like Turkey situation, Argadon, there was a coup there. Yeah. Um but I was saying like in North America we're so peaceful, like is it ever gonna happen? Like we need to fight back against the government? Oh absolutely. I mean, look at recent history, I guess like in Nazi Germany, did Hitler take away guns before? Or like, what happened there? I'm not too sure what ha- exactly happened, but I mean, history shows that, that a government can can easily overreach its uh, its rights, and so yeah. there should be checks and balances yeah. towards that. Yeah, yeah, because once you give it away that power, it's very hard for you to take it back as a citizen. Yeah, which is which is you know like although you know it may cause more harm, it's some it's, it's like a consequence that I rather li- I'd rather live with. Is to make sure they give the people that that ability to have that freedom. Mm-hmm. As long as you use that shit responsibly, which is why um, I do wanna I do wanna like you know basically practice you know owning a gun, how to shoot it, just in case I need to use it. Mm-hmm. It's like, is there, there's no concealed carry in Canada, right? I don't know. I don't think so. I have to look it up. Yeah, I have to look it up, but I'm not too sure. Because you can you can own a gun. It's 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 harder here though than in the states. But yeah, you can't. I don't think you can. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not too sure. I have to look it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that's pretty much my take, man. Individual freedoms, smaller government. Okay, I'm gonna stick on your freedoms point. Yeah. COVID lockdowns. Yeah, COVID, the COVID lockdowns. Yeah, man. All right, so my my views will have always been changing about COVID because I like to listen to what the scientists say. Um, at the beginning, I was actually, I was actually very pro lockdown at the very beginning, uh, mainly because I didn't like, based on the way they were saying it, it was a very dangerous disease. So yeah, you know, lock down the country for a couple months, maybe one month, two months, make sure, you know, we get more testing, then figure out more about the virus and slowly reopen. But, uh, you know, as, as we're going on, it's more of studies have shown that like, it's not as deadly as it was. I mean, infection rates have been going up, but that's because they're also doing more testing. But what are the death rates? What are the hospitalization rates of of COVID-19? And it made me realize that there's there's real loss to shutting down the economy. 
like a lot of people would want to, you know, ascent. Can you hear me back there when I was talking? Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because a lot of people say you're putting the economy above human life, but I think those things are ultimately tied to, to, to a degree. Like, like it comes back to the whole rioting and the whole things with business. Your, your, your livelihood is tied to, that, tied to that business. And there's a real loss to those things. So in terms of personal rights, man, I mean, like I was all for the lockdowns at the beginning because that's what I thought was best to, you know, to save a lot of, a lot of lives. But now with everything, you know, going on with new evidence going on, the best thing to do is just to reopen to make sure people were are masking and make sure people are taking as many precautions as they can. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, yeah, totally. exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, make but, contact tracing a thing, you know, slowly build up herd, herd immunity, but you have to trust that people would want some, hopefully most people would take these measures to make themselves safe. Mm. But you can't, you can't shut down a, an economy forever. Right. There, ha, there has to be a solution. It, it may not be a good solution, but, but it, it has to be that it's something. Right. And I don't think shutting down the economy completely until this whole thing might clears out is the best approach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying with new evidence and the stats for me, like I was looking at it pretty much even not, not as much now after we open up, but now again, because COVID is resurging as they're saying with more cases, mm-hmm. it was pretty evident already in April when you yeah. look at the statistics that the proportion of people dying were overwhelmingly in very, very old people above 80 years old. It was yeah. very evident in April. Mm-hmm. Even in Ontario, the last, two months, we've been averaging, I think, 1.5 deaths per day. Any of that is terrible. But now that's very low compared to what it was in March and April. And a lot of the deaths that happened then, the statistics were skewed because a lot of those people who passed away were in care homes, retirement homes, long-term care. Yeah. And now that the average age of an infected person is below 40, we realize like more so now that it's not as deadly as people once thought in March and April. Yeah, exactly. See, see, and, and, and that's the thing, um, was that it made me really realize that like, it's not the scientists making the decisions, the politicians making the decisions at the end of the day. It's, it's really weird how our society functions in a way where we don't listen to the scientists, we listen to the politicians who think they know the science. So, so I think right now I would disagree because yeah? the whole time I've been really shitting on Doug Ford, like how much I've been so pissed off, especially, you know, just being you in Toronto here, how he was taking so long to open up. Yeah. But today he made the first good move that I can applaud him on. Oh, what was that? So Montreal went back into lockdown yesterday for 28 days. Mm -hmm. And people were like, oh, are they going to follow in Ontario? Or are they going to like lock down the big cities? Yeah. Doug Ford said today, no, it's not the same situation. What he did today was lock down the care homes. He locked them down. You can't go in now. Yeah. Because you realized before, out of the 2,800 deaths in Ontario, 1,800 have been people in care homes. Yeah. Only 1,000 in a general population. Of course, that 1,000 is vastly older people as well. He realized that locking down again, even if it's like another 28, 28 days that Montreal did, would be so detrimental. And he knows that the issue initially was old people getting it. So if you lock down the care homes, you're quarantining the vulnerable, not the whole community. I actually see where you're coming from because... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess the goal of the politician is to look at multiple different things and see how those things affect one another. Sorry, sorry, um, I was good. I'd add to your point. Mm-hmm. But the doctors were encouraging him to put Ontario back into lockdown. But oh, he disagreed with the doctors. So there were doctors coming at her like, come on, Ontario government, lockdown again. Or put more restrictions, go back to stage one or two. And he didn't do that. So he went against what the doctors were petitioning. 
Yeah, exactly. But this kind of proves my point, actually, is that um, the, the country is actually run more by politicians rather than doctors and, and, and nurses. Because if, if we had it that way, then we'd go back into lockdown. Or Ontario would go back into lockdown. Yeah. So, like, my, my thing is, like, is, is, that, is that a better solution or is that not as good a solution? Because I, I just don't know, right? I like to listen to qualified ex- experts. But nowadays, the qualified experts are the politicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just, they just take that information and they can kind of just do whatever they, they see fit as a society. Mm-hmm. I, I think with now, uh, okay, I think you would agree with this. A lot of politicians and even doctors are trying to save face because many would argue now maybe the lockdowns were too long or not needed. Okay, first of all, do you think the lockdowns were needed? Initially, yes. You think so? For, yeah. for as long as they were or it could have been? No, not for as long as they were. I, I, I think... I think I think maybe a month and a half to two months, as long as it got enough testing facilities. Okay, and increasing hospital capacity and so forth. Exactly, yes. Okay, because the last three days in the daily press conference, mm-hmm. Doug Ford has kept saying, the second wave is here, it's going to be worse than the first. And on the podium as well, to his side, was the chief medical officer of Ontario. Yeah. So like during the Q&A, they asked him, okay, you guys have been saying the second wave is going to be worse than the first. How is it going to be worse? This fucking chief medical officer, he just rambles on for two minutes. He gives a poli- He's a doctor. He gives a politician's answer by not answering the question. Fuck, really? He decides around Damn. the question. Damn. The next reporter calls up the BS. He says it in a nice way. He's like, going back to the last question, like, I want to ask you again because you didn't answer the question. So the, the, uh, the doc, so there was one question in between. So that question... Mm-hmm. Another question, and the next reporter asked, like, hey, going back to the second last question, I want to ask it again because you didn't answer it. Yeah. So the chief medical officer comes back up, you know, does his, like, rambling on it at the very end. He finally says, we're not certain it's going to be worse than the first wave. Finally admits to it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting to say it's not going to be as bad as the first wave. Not, we're not certain it's going to be as bad. Yeah, see, I mean. So he brought up the points by agreeing yes. If you look at the statistics, more people infected now are the younger demographic as opposed to during the first wave where it got to the older people. So that's why we're not sure, like, because they were making the points, oh, we're looking at these mm-hmm. cases, the curve going up, but hospitalizations and deaths have been flat. They have yeah. not been. Working. And that's because, like I said earlier, that the death numbers were skewed before by the deaths in the long-term care homes. Mm-hmm. Hey man, like I only, I only like to listen to what he, yeah. I mean, it's it's it, it's flattening. It's flat, thank goodness it's flattening. And yeah, that's, it's it's strange how the doctor didn't give a straight answer at the beginning. That was strange. No, because like save face. I said they're trying to save face because yeah. maybe people, are, especially the comments now, a lot more than it was in April May. Mm-hmm. People like yeah, like we're scared. We need to like you know, stay at home. We can't go out. We're gonna die. Yeah. People are really, no, it's not as bad if you're like less than seventy five. It's not as bad. The yeah. average age of a death from COVID in Canada is higher than our average life expectancy. Yeah, I've heard the life expectancy in Canada is like eighty-two point five. Mm-hmm. The average age of a COVID death is above eighty-three. Mm-hmm. Makes yeah, interesting. Yeah, I've heard about this somewhere, but I wasn't too sure of the numbers. But yeah, good point. So this is going to be, I think, maybe one of the most controversial points to bring up now. Oh, yeah. How do you value a life? Are they all equal? Ooh. A lot of these people who passed away in the long-term care homes, yes, like we have to protect anyone as much as we can. So good move on Doug Ford. 
locking down the care homes because we need to do something to protect the older elderly. Mm-hmm. But who knows how long these economic effects are going to last, which is going to impact people who have years left on their life, years yeah. and years and years. Some people lost their businesses. The the, the Crocodile Rock here in, uh, near where I live, open for 30 years, closed down completely. It's done. Yeah. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. A lot of small businesses have closed down. People are declaring bankruptcy. They have you know years ahead of them to get back to their previous economic situation. The people who died in long-term care homes, they probably, without COVID, maybe had another year or two left. They were already so sick. So they died maybe a year earlier than they would have died. So what are your thoughts on that? Ooh, that's so tough, man. Shit. Because they were so close. These people who died, they were about 80. Mm-hmm. Where, like, if they're in a long-term care home, that means they're very sick. Because, like, I'm trying to understand, like, why not just keep your grandparents at home? So from what I, what I understand in long-term care homes, they need that care. Mm-hmm. It's like they're that sick. The family can't take care of them properly. Mm-hmm. So, like, they probably were so close to death anyway. Maybe a year out, another six months away. That's a good question, man. Like, how you off, the, question. the value of life, yeah. I mean, so I, I, guess, I guess we can look, kind of look at it from two perspectives. Is one is the is the function to society, and the other is just how much of a of a value to hold to life as an intrinsic value to one's person. Um, so, in terms of the intrinsic value, I think all life matters, whether how how good or bad you are. But then the 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 inconvenient truth is the function they have towards society and I don't and I don't want to downplay life based on someone's function of society I really don't want to do that but I mean the matter the matter is that that's really the case is fuck I don't know how to answer this man I mean that, that's basically I'll leave it at that that's basically how I view it is yes. we locked down we destroyed people's livelihoods and put people in very bad situations financially mm-hmm to let people who were maybe six months to a year away from dying live those extra six years to a month. Because if we didn't do anything, there would have been more deaths in the care homes, right? Yeah. But these people were going to die within the year, most likely. Mm-hmm. They're already like in a care home. Their clothes are being changed or being baited. Yeah. They're all to the end of their life. Mm-hmm. So we lock down to extend some people's lives by another six months or a year who were living in these care homes. That's that's the thing, man. See, that is that that's one of those things where you have to kind of choose, and this is this is where there's no such thing as a good solution. So, so so my, my God, I don't want to say it, but my thing is is that if you are going to lock down to save someone another six in six months of lives, extend their life for another six months, right, and then also destroy a lot of people's livelihoods when they're young, then I I wouldn't want to make that decision. I'd rather, unfortunately say hey look to, to, to the elderly hey look I'm sorry but that you, your life would have to be shortened um, but we need to save a lot of the other people other, other people's lives a lot of young people's lives to make sure that they, they grow up in a you know to have good healthy lives it's, it's one of those things where you have to like it sucks either way right I've seen some interviews of elderly people saying mm-hmm. uh, like some of them like walking around without a mask and like they should still wear a mask Mm-hmm. Like, try to, like, protect themselves still and protect others. But they were saying, yeah, like, I don't believe in, like, these lockdowns because, like, these were old people above 70. Like, I already had a good life. If my time comes, my time comes. These young people have so much ahead of themselves. So, like, 
you know, let it be. Some older people were interviewed and in saying this. Yeah, that's the thing. That, that's what I'm trying to get at is that, like, unfortunately, if, if, you need, if you have to make that decision, then, yeah, I would, you would have to say, hey, look, the lives of the younger people, since they have a lot more left to live, would be exponential. Their life would be so much better. But, you, unfortunately, for the elderly, you might die a bit earlier. So if someone could live a – I would sacrifice your six months of life to give someone an extra 40 years. I feel like that's that, that's better. Hmm. Yeah, and that's but that's one of those things where it's, it's such a tough thing to to, to fuck to, to do, man. Well, I I think yeah. what is done right now is good in the sense that Doug Ford locked down the care homes. Mm-hmm. Only caregivers can enter the care homes now. Yeah, I think that's tough. So until we get a vaccine to vac- vaccinate the old people, I think let society move on. So people, yeah, can wear masks in transit, wear masks when they go shopping. Um, this is thing, you know, I'm not too sure about that. I still want to like attend events and functions. Yeah. I think, yeah. Don't lock down. No lockdown when it comes to lockdowns. No lockdown. Lock down the people who are vulnerable in the, in the care homes. Let, let society move on. So I, yeah. I don't agree with anyone who would decide to go back into lockdown again. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think, I think I wouldn't want to do that again. Unless it gets really, really, really bad. As like, really bad, to... How do you measure it? So I measure bad by first deaths, first yeah. of all. Mm-hmm. Secondly, hospitalizations. Mm-hmm. It's like if the hospitals are full, you can't treat people, more people will die. Yeah. Then thirdly, I look at positivity rate. Let's say we have even like 100,000 cases. If we like test like the whole population, 100,000 divided by 37 million, look at, look at the percentage there. So yeah. the positivity rate. I actually and, go by, and, then, and then cases last. Yeah. So yeah, I actually go, I actually do, I pretty much would almost agree with you on how, how, how we look at something that's bad. Death, deaths go up, hospitalization rates go up. If those things go up, then yeah, I mean, I would, and if the scientists say, "Look, we got to fucking lock down," then I, I, I would, I would probably be on board with that. But in this case here, man, like, I, if I don't see any deaths, or if, if it's if it's just stagnating, then I don't see a reason to lock down again. In Toronto, yeah. So right now in Ontario, we're averaging maybe like one, one and a half deaths per day. Yeah. So in August, we had thirty-six deaths in on all of Ontario. Okay. In month of August, so that's like one point something per day. Mm-hmm. So lock down the economy to save one life per day. Every life is valuable, but you have to see more lives will be lost by locking down than saving the one life who died from COVID. Exactly. Yeah. And if that's if if that's the case, then I would, I, you'd have to unfortunately, you know, save the other thirty six or save the many people that would, you know, not benefit from the lockdown. So yeah, it's and, one of those tough decisions. Uh, in Toronto, because mm-hmm. people are saying, oh, the cases are in the big city. It's the young people or, you know, people who are in like more dense situations. Yeah. There's not been a COVID death. I think, sorry, in the last one month in all of Toronto, the last 30 days, one death in all of Toronto from COVID in the last 30 days. Interesting. I like having like the most cases in all of Ontario. You know, tell it's been Ontario. You ever follow this thing called Six Buzz TV? Oh, I do. I follow Six Buzz. Okay. They're, always, they're always posting, okay, let's go to a light topic, that Chrome, Chrome girl. The one who's like, yeah, yeah. What's going to get chick. Huh? Debbie, was, right? like, why, why is he simping on this Chromaz chick? <laughs> <laughs> why does he post her? And all the comments are like, you have time to delete this. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm, so, I'm assuming Six Buzz is a guy. Like, we don't know. Like, no one knows the identity of Six Buzz, right? No. So. Okay. So he or she, why, why is... You think Chromaz is Six Buzz? She's just posting herself? <laughs> well like why why is this being posted what does this have to do with anything i have no idea man 
Well, like, dude, every, so the the point I'm trying to get is that every time like six plus would post like 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 a COVID case on Toronto and Toronto cases, um, you I'd always look at the comments and people were just are people sick of it? Like they don't like yeah. especially young people don't care about it anymore. Yeah, I read all the comments too. Like people are like, what? This doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it doesn't matter. The rates haven't gone up. I'm just gonna fucking go the one person in the last thirty days in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, died, exactly. Despite cases going up, hospitalizations have been flat. People just like get the oh I'm positive, all right I'll just go chill at home. <laughs> I have a little bit of a cough. It's very mild cases, and that's the thing. I think there's only so long that you can do to people uh, that they just don't give a shit about something anymore. Like there's only so much of a of a thing of a pandemic that you know what. I don't really consider this a pandemic because as some of the comments were saying, is it really a pandemic when you need to get tested to know if you're sick or not? Oh, good question. I don't know. Yeah, like. Oh, like, am I sick? Like, my throat is a little bit dry. Oh, I'm positive. Okay, I'm not really feeling that sick. I have a bit of a dry throat, but, you know. But Boris Johnson made a good point, though. Oh, is, but, that, is that the dude in uh, the UK? Yeah, the Prime Minister of the yeah. UK. Okay. At this point, he gave his live speech, because, you know, the situation, they went in sort of a semi-lockdown again regionally. Wasn't he tested for COVID? So, yeah, he, he was really sick. He got really sick. Mm-hmm. He was on a ventilator back in, like, April, I think. Okay. Johnson. So, like, his reactions probably also due to the fact that he was one of the severe cases. Bah. But he's still quite balanced, I would say. Still oh, reasonable. Okay. He didn't lock down completely. He did a regional approach based, I guess, on the local authorities. Um, but this is the point he said in his speech to everyone who's saying that, you know, like, it's not a big deal. Your mild cough might be someone else's nail in their coffin. Ooh, yeah. That's what he so even though like you'll get like a mild cough if you pass it off to someone who gets a severe case that could be the nail in their coffin. So, damn. You never know who you're gonna pass it to, who passes it to whom, who eventually gets to that vulnerable person. True, and I mean sometimes you're just asy- like sometimes you don't even know you have it. Yeah. So, yeah, but like there comes a point, man, where people are just sick of it. They did like. So there comes more where the lockdowns don't really matter to people anymore, and they're just gonna live their life. It it should be based on your situation and circumstances. So first of all, the people in long term care they can't really do anything for themselves. Yeah, lockdown to long term care. Now it comes down to the elderly who live with their family. Mm-hmm. If you're living with your eighty year old grandma, then just don't go out as much. <laughs> Obviously, if you're around your grandma, wear a mask. Use common sense if your grandmother lives at home with you. It should be based, so, like, I guess, us shouldn't be responsible for someone else's grandma. If you have a grandma who's, like, vulnerable, stay at home with grandma, don't go out. Don't put her at risk. Yeah, I mean, I think it should be left to the, to, to the individual man to make that decision. I really think so. Yeah. And it ties back down to personal responsibility. Yeah. And I, th- I think... Huh? What have we been going for? Fuck. Hour and thirty. Hour and thirty minutes, man. You wanna keep going or you wanna Wait, I, you have the timer going? I didn't realize. I thought it was maybe like yep, how was the, what's the timer at? Eight it's at um it's an hour and forty. Hour forty and we started like ten minutes in, right? Yeah. Wow, I I, I legit I saw my watch eleven thirty. I thought it was still like ten forty five, bro. <laughs> I legit thought it was only like ten forty five. Dude, time fucking flies, man. Man. Cool, man. Is there anything you want to talk about? Bring up one more topic we can cover. 
I knew it, man. Okay, so let's go back to the apologizing thing. So apologizing. You know how the whole celebrities apologize for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I take responsibility. Okay. Do you think they should apologize? Like, do you think people should just apologize for this whole thing going on? Not really, no. Why? What are you apologizing for? Mm Hmm. Uh, See, my whole thing is this. It's like, if if you haven't done anything, then you should not be apologizing for something that you haven't done. And then you, you, see, you see these people who are just bowing, people who are just apologizing for no reason. It's it's weird. It's like, you're sorry. Like, you're sorry for what? It's not, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a genuine apology. It's not sorry for doing something. It's sorry for not doing something. It's sorry for not taking action. No. The thing is, how? How can you blame? Take sorry for looking the other way. With this going on, you look the other way. But what do you mean look the other way, though? It's such a big issue. There's, there's this systematic racism going on, as so is being claimed. But they're apologizing for not doing anything about it and just looking the other way. But here's the thing. As an individual, how are you supposed to change that? As NBA is saying, it says on their jerseys, go vote. So people. if you vote, then you, should, then, then you shouldn't be apologizing if you vote. Right? A lot of people don't vote, though. So... What they were distinguishing in the NBA as well, a lot of these issues come at the local level. There's only so much that can be done federally. A lot of these things are local issues, and people are not really voting in their local elections. Okay, so about their local issues. So yeah. So the issues to vote, essentially. So they're apologizing for not voting. I guess maybe they're not paying attention to local issues. My thing is, is it seems so disingenuous. That you're apologizing for no reason. It's it's like you're just feeling guilty, but you don't know what you're guilty for. Oh, that's the term I was trying to remember earlier. Earlier, white guilt. Yeah, white yeah, white guilt. Yeah. White guilt, yeah. I think most of the celebrities in that video were white, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's the thing. It's it's like I apologize for being white. It's like what the fuck? Like like what the fuck really? Like why? Again, you're not taking action and looking the other way. Yeah, but it's just for me. It's it's it, like you shouldn't be apologizing for something that's so complex, anyways. Like, so this word we haven't used yet. I'm surprised we haven't. None, none of us has brought up this word. But uh, also, I guess, we're apologizing for privilege because because of the privilege, they've been looking the other way. They didn't know this was going on because of their privilege. Well, then you, you shouldn't be apologizing that for that because that's something you didn't even know existed. You weren't aware of it. How can you apologize for something that you weren't even aware about? It seems so weird. It seems so asinine to do that. They should have been aware of it. They should huh? have been paying attention. They, they, they should have, but then you, you weren't. <laughs> Just because you should have doesn't mean, like, you should have been pay, paying attention, but if you didn't know it was there, then you don't need to apologize because you didn't even know it was there. Mm. Right? It's so strange, man. I, 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 don't, I don't like this pandering that they're doing. On, that, that, that they're doing. Why didn't you post the black square, bro? Huh? I remember I messaged you that day. I'm like, bro, my Instagram is all black. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. For me, it's like, what the hell is the, what's the point in that? And apparently people were like hashtagging Black Lives Matter. That was getting in the way of other people who were trying to like maneuver around the, the, the police blockades or whatever. So you that, know. The way, and some post, people were posting, please hashtag something else. Mm-hmm. We're trying to like know the roots of the police and like, this is getting in the way of our feed. Yeah, hashtag Blackout Tuesday. And the reason for the black score is because it was supposed to take time off social media to research into these issues, but then, you, then again, you also saw people who, who did that, but also spent so much more time on social media. Mm. The message was lost at that point. Sorry, 
Oh my god, Joe. I've gotten like 200 likes on my black square. I feel so good. <laughs> That's the thing. It's it's like what the hell? Like like it's it's ah it's such it's such, it's a trend. It's an it's an unfortunate trend, right? That's that I see going on. And then like my my whole goal, my platform was to have someone talk about these issues in a very deep way. And when I reached out to a lot of these people, you really get someone who's like a BLM activist on your podcast. That's the thing. So I've been trying to do that. Um, the issue is because it's. They don't respond as it could be potentially too much of too much of a black a backlash. So I tried to talk to someone in academia about this whole systemic issue. Backlash so, huh? Backlash for who? Just from people who are listening. Because if you say something that's wrong, then people hear it, then they can just DM the person. So it's more the issue for your guest if he says something wrong? Yeah. So you I don't, someone who wants to come on? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. If someone wants to come on, like the, the, the issue is that it too, there's too much of a backlash for me i don't have an issue with it anymore because I, I really don't give a shit but for the guests it's like yeah i don't like not now just because it's too sensitive of a time to be doing this so i tried to go into academia and to talk to someone about this and it's the same thing they would they, they wouldn't reach back mm. because if i'm going to do something productive if i'm going to then i'm also to see if i can educate people on what the issues are right instead of having diluted messages coming down anyways because what I don't like most is when people oversimplify information. Like, for example, you know how people just post you know, stories about racism or about issues with society in a very simplistic way? That information is already, di- already diluted. So you're getting a very simplified version of something that's super complicated. And people are posting it like they're experts. When you, when you post on their story, you click it. Are you frozen? Oh, no, you're good. No, and then you good. can slide, okay. Here's here's like fact one, fact two. You just see yeah. slide on the Instagram post. That's what you're referring to. Exactly. People yeah. who reshare those. Yeah. Okay. I've read some of them. Some of them are quite informative, though. Yeah, but it's just, it's, it's like simple slide because like Instagram, right? You want to like each slide to make like one concise point. Yeah, but it's too simple. That's that. That's what I'm saying. And that's why at the end, I think a lot of times it says, "Okay, you read this." Encourage to do further reading. Some of them don't do that though. Some of them just some of them are just very simple things. Mm. Yeah, and for me, like if I'm gonna have a platform, I might as well use that platform for good and have someone to talk about these issues deeply. So then people would know where to go for more research, right? Instead of having that one, you know, point of research, which is which may be very biased at that point. The fact that it's difficult to find someone like either in academia or BLM activist to come on really shows that people are living in fear of what other people think. Oh, dude, absolutely. Dude, it's crazy. Cancel, how much, how much you know about cancel culture? I know that a lot of people have been canceled for stupid shit. Yeah, it's fucking, there it is, man. It's fucking cancel culture. Like, the minute you say something that people don't agree with, they can find you on That's Twitter. I believe Trump is going to win. Like, a lot of are, okay, you were lagging a lot. Sorry, like you were like in one spot than the other. Sorry, you lagged. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You were lagging for quite a bit. Uh, what, no, so, carry on. What, what were you saying? No, what were you oh, saying? Oh yeah, so uh, people people up, and like we were making the point that we think Trump is going to win because there there is a silent majority who doesn't yeah. agree with a lot of what's going on in the far left right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the the but the best thing I like to do is like at YouTube comments for videos because that that's what people really feel because you can be super anonymous about how you feel about that. And it's surprising. I didn't even know this, but it's spreading how much support Trump has. It's quite astonishing. Yeah. 
wild. Uh, what's the word I want to say here? FYI or disclosure to uh, people listening. We're not necessarily Trump supporters. We're just making a point. Dude, I'm so <laughs> I'm so far from Trump. I'm, I'm, I'm not a I am not a Trump supporter. Yeah, the shit the shit he's done. <laughs> like I'm going to have really really awful stories about his cabinet. But like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not a supporter by any means of the word, man. I'm really not. But I I think we have to say that because people are gonna assume. Yeah, like, I've been called like a, a Trump sympathizer, even though you're not supporting a person, mm-hmm. because like, you're, I guess defending them in a, in a way is kind of like sympathizing, or I don't know, or like saying that like there's a lot of silent majority who would rather vote for Trump than Biden is like being a Trump supporter. Amen. I mean, I I, I only say what I only only state what I observe. Yeah, but carry on. I'll put you on the spot though. I'll put you on the spot though right now if you want to say this no. podcast. Say it. Who do you think should be president among the two options, Biden or Trump? Trump. All right, there we go. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I want. You probably know what I what I'm thinking. I don't want to say it like explicitly for the listeners out there, but you you probably know what I'm thinking too. <laughs> so you, okay, so you don't want to say it? Okay. I might. Do it, I might not. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Oh, what's fucking society? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disagree with you. I'm not gonna disagree yeah. with you. <laughs> there we it's go. pretty That's obvious it. then. But can you imagine, man? Like at some point in our lives, we had a guy who was on a TV reality show become fucking president of the United States, one of the most powerful countries in the world, if not the most powerful country in the world. Guy that would say you're fired on a TV <laughs> show. What the fuck? Like, what type of reality are we living in, eh? Yeah. Yeah. It's why, nuts. Why why, why do you think among the two options, Trump and Biden, why Trump, I, think, I, don't, I don't want to say deserving, but would, should be the president over Biden? I think, people, I think people don't trust Biden's cognitive ability, man. And people don't like Kamala Harris. Yeah, especially with the stuff that's resurfacing about what she's done. She's hidden evidence from someone. She's, she's involved with mass incarceration. So, I mean, I think people don't trust Kamala. And I don't think people trust Biden. So, Biden has his controversies with his son being on the board of this company, or like there was some politics involved. Oh yeah, I think yeah, Trump brought yeah. up his son in the debate. By the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna be watching it after this. Let's too man. It's all political, but yeah, it's 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 nuts, man. So I I think I think yeah, I think just because of that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people. I think this is one of the reasons why people voted for Trump in 2016 is because it wasn't that Trump was liked; it's because they hated Hillary more than they liked Trump. Yeah, people who vote for Trump are like enthusiastic. People who in the last two elections, I think same thing for Biden as Hillary. They're yeah. voting for Hillary because they like her. It's just because it's a vote against Trump, not not for Trump. Yeah, yeah. So they're different. There. Are you nuts. voting one day because you like them, or because you don't like the other person? <laughs> yeah, there's a difference, <laughs> and, and I think in the situation, it's almost the same thing. They don't like the other person more than they like, more than they hate Trump, so they're just going to vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I'm just glad I don't live in the States, man, because I feel like shit's going to hit the wall in November. Mm. Shit's gonna but hit I guess as a Canadian watching, it is entertaining in a way. It is, it is. But I'm just hoping the effects of the election don't spill over <laughs> as badly as they do into here. I'm just hoping. Spill over in what way? In terms of people riding in the streets for no reason because 
oh, if Trump wins, it's going to happen. Yeah. But I think we won't know right away because of all the mail-in ballots. Yeah. And we won't know the results like on the same day or even in the first few days, I think, right? We're going to need time. Mm-hmm. But when this is announced, man, I mean, I'm just hoping it won't be as bad here in Canada as it is in the States. And people riot here? Dude, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if <laughs> See, I won't be surprised. I won't be surprised if they did because every like we're so tightly, we're so closely tied to American politics and American media that I, I'm not surprised if they start a riot here because Trump wins. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, I'm just hoping that doesn't happen though. But I won't be surprised if it did. <coughs> oh man, damn, I'm coughing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, what what is that by the way? Is that a are those drugs, man? Oh, it's a Caesar. I've been sipping a Caesar. Can't oh, yeah? see. <laughs> Dude, you ever tr- you ever tried Bang Energy, man? Bang? No, no, I've never tried. Fuck. Okay, Bang. Bang is something I want. I want to. I want to try, man. It's supposed to be really fucking disgusting. Mm. Yeah, but hey, does it give you a lot of energy, though? I'm not too sure, <coughs> man. I mean, I'm as give it a try when I whenever I try it. Maybe Bang can sponsor me. <laughs> Your sponsors. You have yeah. sponsors or no? I do. Yeah, I I, I have. Uh, I'm two. I'm trying to get. A th- I'm trying to get a third one down. Who are your two two sponsors right now? You'll hear here in the opening. They're, they're there in every single opening that I do. Mm. Yeah. But the third one's is going to be a clothing brand that I'm trying to get get involved with. Mm. So the next time, man, we, we do something, I'll be wearing this like t-shirt or something and boom, sponsorship. Nice, nice. Yeah. But I'm excited to have this thing grow, man. And honestly, when, when this whole thing ends, man, I'm going to like look for a studio, man. I'm like just do it from there. I think. And one day you can, uh, I don't know. Podcast debates because Joe Rogan. Okay, last so last point. Presidential debate. Dude, so last point. So if this thing ever gets 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 big enough, I want to actually do like a like a prime like a debate with the prime ministers. Hmm. So instead of, instead of being on TV, it's going to be live stream on YouTube, hmm. and just have them three out two two hours three hours in a room. Have they have coffee? They have tea? They have whatever, and just talk about stuff. And I'll just be the moderator. You need to hire a French speaker too. It has to be. No. Yeah, exactly. I'll hire no, a French speaker. Like even yeah, when we have the elections, there's a separate French debate. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be at the same time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, we're both, we're both in the same. We both be in the room. No one's allowed in. And it's gonna be for two hours. Mm. That's it. It's never happened that format before. I think. No, just be, it'll be dude. It'll be fucking sick. Yeah. I think that'd be nice. But yeah, um, yeah. Other than that, man, is there anything else you want to talk about? I'm sure there is, but. I can't recall now. I'm quite tired, as you can probably see. <laughs> I know. <laughs> another one. Another one. Are you gonna have to edit this? This is like a two-hour-long podcast. Dude, I don't, I don't. I don't do. See, I don't do much editing, uh, especially with the content. Oh, what's your longest podcast ever that you released? Four hours. With who? Uh, it was it was it was my buddy, one of my buddies, and we t- we talked about like Twitter. So it's on your right now. It's released. Four-hour-long podcast. Four, four or th- no, no. Sorry, give me a mistake. Two. It's about. It's about two and a half hours. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, that's, a, that's rounding a lot. You rounded two and a half to four hours. Not <laughs> even three. You didn't even round it to three. Yeah. <laughs> two and a half to two. Yeah. I think uh, uh, yeah, conservatively two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is, this is a good talk, man. Good talk. Yes. Cool. All right, man. Yo, thank you so much for uh, joining me, man. It's, it's definitely been a constructive conversation, man. My pleasure. My pleasure. Alrighty, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We really gained some insight on life. Give it some love. Like, comment, share, do what you can. Love you guys, and see you in the next episode. <laughs>